I mean, seriously, Al, why do some takeaways have to dilute the chicken salt? What do you mean dilute? Like, they pour the chicken salt on, on your chips, and you're like, oh, I can't wait for that yummy chicken salt goodness, and then you get home and you realise they've mixed it with plain salt. Oh, that's pretty stingy. Oh, I, I like a good yellow crust of chicken salt. It's got to be just the powder, the chicken salt powder, not none of that fucking plain salt shit mixed in with it, diluting it. Hey, yeah, that's no good. Now, there's a few places in Wollongong that do it. Are you sure they haven't like just done one then the other? No, man. Like you just see them with the one thing, one shaker. That's it. And you get home and you're like, this this doesn't even taste like chicken salt. It's just like a half-assed, shitty attempt at chicken salt. It sounds very unsatisfying. It is, especially when you're just craving the chicken salt goodness. So I recently became aware that the chicken salt is kind of a unique Australian thing. Oh yeah, I'd never really even thought about that before. Yep, that it was perhaps you know just a weird thing we do down here. Yeah, no, it is. Kind of begs the question, like, who invented the chicken salt? Don't the egg or the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, because my cousin, who's obviously been out in Australia a few times, he, when I go over to the UK, and I've only been there for, like, four days, he's like, oh, you already craving that chicken salt, are you? Right. And I'm just like, dude, I'm sure I can last fucking two weeks without it. I thought you were going to tell me that you have to smuggle a, a brick of chicken salt taped to your no, guts. No, <laughs> but usually he, he does ask that I take, over, take some um, honey soy chicken... Red Rock Deli chips, because you can't get them over there. You sure you could order that online or something? Probably not, man. Look, it's hard to get the English potato chips over here too, so... Yeah, but I'm aware of services where you can do it. It's probably expensive as hell. Yeah, so he just asked me to take a couple of big bags, and I usually take a bottle of Bundy, because Bundy's not something you really can get overseas as what well. What are you trying to do to your cousin, man? That's what he wants. I'm just take it to him. <laughs> Fucking whatever, man. I'm just trying to be a good cousin. Bun- Bundy rum. Oh, he loves it. Oh, that's no accounting for English taste, hey? Mm, obviously not. <laughs> not my thing. I'm kind of curious now about the origins of the, the chicken salt. Do some research. Why Why it's such a, a smash hit. We're in front of a computer. I can look whilst we're talking. Sure. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried buying the chicken salt you can get from the supermarket, but that's pretty disappointing as well. Yeah. It's not the same stuff. It needs to be that fluorescent yellow. That's what, you get down at, that's what you get down at the takeaway shop. I wonder if it's a bit like Vegemite and it was like a byproduct of like an industrial process. So I was just going, oh yeah, it's a bit salty. I'm, I'm wondering whether somebody's just got like chicken stock and just went, let's see what this tastes like on some chips. And they're like, damn, that shit good. Yeah, that's actually, if you imagine like a crushed up stock cube, you'd probably get pretty close to chicken salt, I reckon. So Mitani, a spice... Spices Company in Adelaide claims to be the first to have created chicken salt in the 1970s. Right. Started by European immigrants, the business started off dealing with other food businesses, designing and supplying salts and spices for restaurants. Right, so they, just, they claim to have innovated it. Yep. Interesting. But it sounds like it's a little bit controversial. Like, if they're claiming it, it sounds like it's not quite accepted fact. Oh, I mean, people probably claim everything. Oh, look at that chicken salt goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's nice and crusty. Over the years, Australia has been happy to share it. There's your cultural export, Dave. That's something Australia can be proud of. Everyone's saying it's the same people, this Mitani. Maybe they've just got really aggressive lawyers. Anyone else who tries to make chicken salt gets cease and desist. It even exports to the United Kingdom. So so expats can drizzle the classic (laughs) English fish and chips with the taste of Oz. Mitani. So that's the original one, the Mitani chicken salt. Mad. That's the 70s gear. That's apparently the origin, original... 
Looks looks period correct. I bet it's shit. No, well, who knows? Maybe the recipe hasn't changed. Oh, was... the chicken salt you know and love. I wonder where you can buy it from. You can buy it anywhere else. Well, my sister's in Adelaide, man. Maybe I can get it and get some uh, straight from the manufacturer. Post it through the mail again. Nothing sus. No, just tape it up in the <laughs> cylinder. Cylinder full of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that they the cops think it's some sort of new illicit drug. They run it through the the lab. It's like oh, high in sodium chloride, and then the lab tech just has a, has a snack on it. It's like. Oh boys, we've been had. It's chicken salt. Wouldn't you be? You'd feel a bit ripped off though, wouldn't you? If you How's that? If your package came and it's all been ripped open and it says like you've been opened by customs or whatever, and <laughs> all just... your chicken salt's fucking gone, and you'd be like, oh, now I've got to get another one sent, fuckers. And you have to put on the package, this is chicken salt. Don't open it, you bastards. <laughs> Maybe they have got like a special detection dog that's trained for chicken salt. I thought you were going to say a special needs dog then. <laughs> I was uh, going to say, I'm pretty sure the special needs dog's downstairs. we got a dog uh, that's got special needs. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit sad, man. Um, mate, his, his old dog died last weekend. Oh, did he? That was no good. 15 oh. years old. That was a bit sad. You know, we try to keep this podcast a bit light, you know. It's talking about someone's family pet. Well, I mean... Croaking it. it it's almost in context, because um, he was supposed to come to the season opener at the Hawks with us. Yeah. And he was too too sad because his his dog was dead. Yeah. So uh, it ended up being a, a full Kelly family outing for Fair the enough. first game. Yep. It's actually disappointing game. No, not exactly disappointing third quarter. It was disappointing two levels. You, they didn't win, and you didn't get a cheeseburger. Yeah, <laughs> the obsession with a free cheeseburger. Have we told the story about how? annoyed you got that night that we went and everyone was flipping out because there was like uh, 98 points or whatever and it's just like <laughs> but it, it still still irks me so it's got to be the funniest fucking <laughs> night it's funny guys so i guess the background to it is that I've, this is the third season now i've had season tickets for the hawks doing as a bit of a, a family thing with the the kids um get a, a family pass and share it around with a couple of mates just take it in turns um but one of the things they've done with the league, the NBL's ha- had a promotion because I think first it was the McDonald's sponsorship and now it's Hungry Jack's. But, you know, if certain criteria is met, everyone in the crowd gets a, a free burger. So back in the day, it used to be 100 points. If the home team scored that many, yep. you're all entitled to go and get a free cheeseburger. And <laughs> it, it always seemed disrespectful to me that the biggest cheer of the night would be like when the team scored like the 100 points. Well, they're getting close to it. And that yeah. was what I, the night that I came yeah. with you, everyone, like it was at 98 points or something like that, or yeah. 95 points and everyone's up on their feet and everyone's just, cheeseburger, <laughs> cheeseburger. And Alan's just sitting there with his arms crossed and he's got this sour puss look on his face. I was like, come on, Al, cheeseburgers. And he's like, no, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. They should be cheering like this all the time, not just because they're cheeseburger. And I'm like, but I'm just getting into it more because I know it's winding you up. So I'm just like, fucking cheeseburger. Well, it's not just you. You've got the, the courtside <laughs> announcer whipping the crowd into a frenzy <laughs> and when they fucking got the 100 points everyone went fucking ape shit <laughs> Alan was so pissed off so, he's like this fucking so disrespectful <laughs> and that's just the main issue I had was just I was feeling pretty empathetic towards the players like they're out there sweating their asses off and like what mild applause but the prospect of eating some 
nasty cheeseburger is like everyone's frothing. They're just screaming their heads off. Yeah. That's got to be disheartening. Or so I thought until one of the players on the court starts miming chomping down on a cheeseburger when they hit the 100 points. (laughs) Dude, he would have got a free cheeseburger too. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they've got a good deal where they just rock up and they just get whatever they want. I'm sure they're allowed to eat McDonald's whenever they want. But it was at that moment when I saw the player miming the the burger chomp that I realised my my empathy was misplaced. They obviously just didn't give a shit. They were into it. Yep. So I've kind of relented a little bit, but I still find it seems a bit of uncouth. You know what I mean? People desperate to do anything for a freebie, the the lamest freebie, and they would you know walk through broken glass for it. It's no dignity to it. You still went and got your cheeseburger that night, though. I've done a couple of times. <laughs> I'm not opposed to the idea, but just seeing how rabid people got over it, it's like it's like a sort of a scary peek into the the primal psyche of, of people that they're just the mob mentality for this freaking promotion. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> off putting. Anyway, but I, I just I think I went more ape shit just because I knew it was pissing you off more. <laughs> I don't, I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, but back back to the opening game for this season. Um, I think everyone was keen to see how the, the young bloke from the US, uh, Lamelo Ball, was going to perform. And for his first game, man, he actually did really well. Yeah. I, I was so inspired. I ended up ordering a, a replica jersey with his his name and number on oh, it. He's such a stooge. I'm all in. He seems he seems like he's the truth, man. He's Living up to the hype. From one game. Oh, he performed strongly pre-season too. Oh my God. But I was reading an article today that said that it's actually drawing a lot of viewership. Yeah, no, a million people viewed that game. That was a pre-season game. That season opener, five million viewers from the US. Oh, I'm talking a million in Australia, I thought it said. No, no, but this is what it's, it's bringing in the US audience who've watched this kid play um, high school basketball. And obviously his elder brother is in the NBA now. Right. So it's driving this massive interest in the NBL as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting season, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, despite them losing that opener. It was against probably one of the tougher teams, the Brisbane Bullets. Um, so, Do you remember that time that one of the dudes got his eyeball pulled out? I don't know if the eyeball came out. It there. came out. It was hanging out of his eye. When was that? It was like last season or the season before. Jeez. It's pretty fucked up. Thanks, Dave. No worries. For that mental image. <laughs> Did they sprinkle some chicken salt on it? Maybe. <laughs> Remember that time we went to the basketball and that chick just fucking spewed all over the floor right outside the like the the food and drink stand and always, she just fucking walked off. Always with the spew stories. Like, it, was just like, <laughs> it was like a massive amount of spew. She just stood there and fucking spewed right in front of everyone. Didn't even like try and walk off or make... <laughs> and then she just fucked off and left it there and it was just a big pile of spew no, and they just kept serving people nobody went over there to do anything about it everyone's just walking around it Turn I'm just like eye. oh this is fucking gross <laughs> I don't know if we're doing a good job of selling the idea of going down to the Hawks are we oh well there's only once I saw it <laughs> isolated incident yeah <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs> I know I know you're getting excited for the uh the opening matches of the A League as well. That's coming. Well, up. kind of, yeah. I might have my uh, my excitement drowned upon, unfortunately, because it looks like it's going to piss down all weekend with rain. And um, they still play. 
Yeah, our daughter's got a ear infection, so uh, I don't know what's going to happen if we're going to go or not. I really do want to go, and it's tricky. Yeah, so I'm, I've been looking at train timetables instead of because um, Catherine's if yeah if the daughter's not well, Catherine won't come up, so it'll just be me and Hadrian, and I'd like to have a drink on the on the first game, so I have to get a train up. Luckily, all A League games you get free um, free travel. Oh, the public transport? Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to do it, actually. So I might just get Catherine to drop me off at um, Heathcote or something and bomb a train over there. And, and then it's just a fucking nightmare getting home because the game, it's a five <laughs> o'clock start for the game. So the game's, you know, let's say the game's finishing at like seven-ish. Yeah. I'll get to the train station at 7.30. I'm not going to get home to Wollongong till like fucking 20 past 10. Yeah, because you'll come into Central and then come No, down. well, you, you can change at Redfern. Yeah, Redfern's one stop away from Central, bro. Yeah, I'm just saying, you can, you can. Yeah, it's pretty rough. You can't cut the corner. No, it's fucked. So, so it's a it's a long ass drive of train ride home, especially if you've got a gut full of piss and you need to fucking go to the toilet every five minutes. So I might end up just fucking driving up. Yeah, well, I I would argue that if you need alcohol to enjoy the game. <laughs> oh it's not a matter of needing alcohol to join the game it's just like to have a couple of beers and not risk it that's all yeah I don't, I don't I don't like having one beer and driving let alone yeah if it's a long drive like that I think that's probably not a bad philosophy yeah so I just don't like risking it at all I saw what all the Heineken ads on the F1 tell you and their awkward ass phrase except for then the next ad you see is the fucking the Heineken Zero Oh, the alcohol free. Yeah. Well, that's another solution, I guess. And there's a dude sitting in the car drinking it. <laughs> mixed messages. Yeah. Well, the fact they're sponsoring an automotive event. Again, mixed messages. Yep. <laughs> well, how's the phrase go? If, if, if you drink, never drive. Something like that, yeah. Fucking confusing. It just sounds wrong. I think it's a European. They, they don't... Don't drink and drive. It's like they're betting ones. Like over here, they've just got gamble responsibly or whatever, but... Mm. Um, and if the fun stops, stops or whatever. But over in the UK, it's they've they've got some other weird ways of weird sayings. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but I mean that's England in a nutshell, isn't it? Nothing but weird sayings over there. Well, it's weird for you because you don't live there. They think our oh, shit's weird over here. So Wrong. There you go. we got chicken salt. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> that's that's all the culture we need. Yeah. Crab sticks and chicken salt, bro. There's your problem right there. There's no, there's no culture in a crab stick. Not much crab either. No. Probably... <laughs> Pretty sure it's made out of silicon. Still love that shit. Gross. I don't think I've ever eaten a crab stick and I don't think I ever fucking want to. Oh, so you're talking trash. You haven't even tried one. Why would I stick something like that in my fucking mouth? It just looks like it's It looks like it's going to poison you. Oh, man. You should at least give it a go. No, thanks. I've got a great... Pl- I've found the best crab stick in oh, Illawarra. You've, you've, I think you've told the story. I don't See? care. I'm still not going to fucking have one. I'm not going to eat something that... That's some isn't stubborn me- bullshit, man. No, it's... No, it's not stubborn. Just one bite. No. Little, I'll tell you why I'm not going to eat it. Because I am absolutely certain that it's A, not crab, and B, it's basically garbage that they've just wrapped in something. What if it's delicious? Would you eat a turd if it tastes delicious? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that's no I'm asking you a question it's though. actually food that's not the question I asked you would no, you but eat... that's, that's not even food mate. but I'm that's not even food but how do you know what you're fucking shoveling in your gobs to food 
look, well, all I can say is you're going against the grain because there's plenty of people out there chomping down on crab sticks. Well, that's more for them then, isn't it, if I don't eat any more? Sad. Well, I don't have to eat shit. Just because you fucking like it. Yeah, so it's a limited little closed-in life. Limited, yeah. <laughs> what if you never tried anything new? Then where well, would you be? I do try new things. But things that are appealing. That isn't appealing. Your best mate sitting here telling you, crab sticks yep. are the and, bomb. And let's let's go on your previous history of foods that you've sold me are really good. Mm-hmm. 99% of them I haven't liked. Like what? Like what? Come on. Uh, sneaky burger. You still ate it. Yeah, and it was fucking... It was garbage. Yeah, but fair fair play. You ate it. Yeah. All right. So, okay. And then I said, two smoking barrels is good. Yeah. So, freaking segue into that little burger report. Yeah. You freaking went down there and... It was good. Ate, ate there on Wednesday, and you wanted to go back there the next day. I need to try something else. <laughs> so, so... Once I'm burnt... See, this is the thing. If I'm, the- burnt, if I'm burnt <laughs> in one thing, I don't fucking... I won't go back for anything else. I won't even try anything they've got there. That's all right. I'm willing to risk a, a blacklisting over the crab stick. If you don't like it, fine. I'm not eating it. We'll see what the viewers... Viewers? Listeners say. <laughs> Unless we're going to start doing vodcasts. Viewers... Um, I mean, we could start doing that. I've got the camera on. Surely you owe me one by now after all the weird, you know, British snack foods I've tried. What have you tried? Those burnt things. Burnt thing? Twiglets? Oh, they weren't burnt. That, see, that's barely food. I, I gave it a go, man. Just saying. Yeah, well. <laughs> you want to go and buy me a crab stick? Fill your boots. Fucking hash, hashtag crab sticks. Because I've got a feeling that's the another... The problem is, not only will the hashtag go viral, it probably is viral <laughs> what you're eating. I I wouldn't be surprised if that's, again, another uniquely Australian thing. I guarantee you it is. I've never fucking seen them anywhere else before. Even fish <laughs> cocktails. I've never seen that anywhere before. Oh, with the, the prawn? Oh, no. The, the fish cocktails. Yeah, yeah. There's not much to that. No, I know. But, like, nobody knows what the fuck they're getting. What, what kind of fish is it? Nobody knows. From, from the ocean. Exactly. You don't You don't go into a fish and chip shop in England and go, I'll have some fish cocktails. They'll be looking at you and go, what the fuck are you talking about, mate? You ask for a piece of cod or haddock or whatever the fuck else you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, it's not far removed from what you get in like a fish finger packet, mm, basically. Because uh, that's... Mm, I don't know. I think a fish cocktail is probably a proper piece of fish. I don't think fish fingers... I don't think you're guaranteed Ooh. to be getting the same bit of fish no matter which bite you take out of that fish finger. <laughs> it's the uh, the sampler. I think I think a crab stick is very much like... I would imagine it's the sausage of the sea. Well, yeah. That's probably not a bad way it's of describing it. Like all the it. shit that is left over at the bottom of the floor in the fishmongers, they've just mushed it all together. Oh, look, I think it's probably even more rudimentary than that. I think it's some type of, you know... Uh, fish anus. Protein, it's almost like gel that's got a slight seafood flavor from like it could be prawn head extract for all I know, but yeah, I imagine it's, it's probably good. you know that seafood, like, um, what do they call it that you put in Chinese food? This, uh, it's like a I like the fish sauce stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, what like, have you ever had crab, um, crab meat sauce in Chinese food? The creamy stuff, yeah, and it's got like bits of well, I thought it was crab, but it turns out. Mm. It's just like a, a seafood um, supplement thing. I don't know what the fuck it is. I, I imagine that's what a crab stick is exactly like that. Just a chunk of it. I bet you that's what it is. Which I've, So in that case, I've already eaten it. Because I used to eat chicken and crab meat sauce. So lame. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever, man. If you want to buy one, I'll eat it. 
I don't particularly want to waste my money on a fucking crab stick. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Have you um, ever had a deep fried Mars bar though? I don't think I've ever had the opportunity. Don't bother wasting your time, man. They're fucking. <laughs> well, good. look, let's let's forget all this shit. Let's talk about the great success that was Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, the food. Do oh, want, come t- on. Tell the story. I'll tell the story. How do you always find something to complain about? Because, it, well, let's be honest, right? If you ordered a, some food and you said to them, I don't want any onions on it, and then they turn around and go, oh, well, you can't have the patty then because it's got onions in it, and you can't have the sauce. I'm like, I don't care about that. I just don't want fucking chunks of onion put on my burger. And you explain it. You spell it out. I don't want big-ass chunks of onion on my burger. Just bring it out. The meat, the sauce, the lettuce, and the bun. Right, and then they bring it out, and there's no sauce, and you go, mate, what the <laughs> fuck? And they go, oh, well, the chef thought that there might be too much oh, onion no. in it. I'm like, dude, I fucking told you to put the sauce on it. What the fuck? That was fucked. <laughs> like, don't don't bother. Just give me half the fucking burger because you think I might not like it. I I reckon, fuck. I reckon that bloke and the chef put together, they they're barely scraping through with an average IQ. Their powers combined. <laughs> it was a bit fucked up. And I'm just like, seriously. Anyway, when they finally got it right, the burger was pretty good. I'm not going to say it's the best thing I've ever eaten, but it was pretty good. Well, I, I felt like it was a success because the other places I'm taking you to, like Jimmy's, Sneaky's, just never impressed. Well, Sneaky's fucked it up themselves because they burnt the fucking bur- the meat patty. So. Yeah, it was almost like a curse. Like, it just felt like we were destined for failure. But this is what I say to you. I say this to you and you, you go, oh, don't be like that. But it's true. If if anywhere's going to fuck something up, it'll happen when I'm fucking there. Well, look, I mean, you, to a degree, I think you're taking chances when you're starting to order off the menu anyway. Like, once you start fiddling around with stuff. Man, I've got to give props to Andy at work for his boldness in terms of mixing up a, a menu. We'll be in a place where, like, say it's like an Asian restaurant where the wait, the waiter is like, barely got a grasp on English oh, yeah okay and he's like busting out all these modifications on it and everyone at the table's just staring at him like he's a madman yeah it's basically playing Russian roulette with what you're gonna get yeah cause uh, this person maybe understands what you're talking about yeah yeah I, I've, I've been down this alley a lot like there's a reason why those menus have like numbers next to the dishes <laughs> it's to like cut down on any chance of error in translation but yeah I think he's got the opposite power to you because through some miracle, he fucking always gets what he wants. Yeah, see, we've we've done it at the, Chinese, the local Chinese restaurant. We've ordered all his yeah. food. And it's always the time that you don't check it. You drive all the way home, uh, open it up, sure. and you're like, what the fuck? There's fucking onions everywhere. And you're like, fucking one thing I've said is don't put fucking onions in anything. They're like, oh, yeah, extra onions. You got it, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've ordered something that doesn't usually come with veggies and we want vegetables in it. So we said, oh, can we have some broccoli and carrots and whatever? And you come, come in, nothing. And onions everywhere. Extra meat. And you're like, fuck, Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Oh, hang in there, Dave. You, you'll get it one day. Yeah, look, I've been... I, I have 50-50 sort of hit rate. 50% of the time is good. <laughs> That's terrible, man. Like, some people in a restaurant treat that menu like it's an exam, like... They're trying, they're studying it. They don't want to fail and pick the wrong thing. It's like just, it is difficult sometimes when you go somewhere new. You just want to, you want to make sure you get the right thing because you don't, you, you're in there because you want to give them a go. So you don't want to order something that you're not going to like, so you won't go back there. So it's a, it's a bit of a, you know. Yeah, you want to give them a, a fair shot. Yeah, so you try and order something you you, you think you're going to enjoy. But I reckon there's there's actually 
dishes that are kind of your baseline dish to make those sort of comparisons. So, like, if you're talking bistro, chicken schnitzel... Well, I was just going to bring you to that. ...is, is the gold standard test for a, a bistro. So, so, I went somewhere and had a schnitzel with veggies and chips and gravy and whatever else. And um, I'm, I'm, like, two bites in, I'm like, fucking, this tastes rank. The schnitzel. I'm right with this. Right. And I'm, like, still eating it. And Catherine's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, it tastes fucking weird. And she's like, what do you mean it tastes weird? And I was like, I don't know, it just tastes really, like, vinegary or something. Yeah. So I'm like, here, have a taste. And she's like, touched it with her tongue. She's like, that's fucking off. Like, completely gone. Oh. And I was like, oops, oh well. So I'm like, goss on. <laughs> anyway, no, I didn't. Because it was in a fucking RSL. I called him over and I'm like, this chicken's fucking gone. Like, it's completely off. Oh, we'll go and get you another one. Second one comes out, one bite. And I'm just like, this is fucking gone as well. Yeah, so they got a big tub of manky schnitzels back and there. And I'm just like, what the fuck's going on here? Like... And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. And do you want something else? I was like, no, I don't want fucking nothing from that kitchen now. Fuck that. Yeah, it's... You've had two cracks at it and you <laughs> fucked it both times. Festy food's not the uh, three strikes in your area. Right? And then the chef comes bad. out and he's trying to argue with me that it's not off. And I'm like, mate, you eat it. I'll fucking sit here and watch you eat the whole thing then. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not going to eat it. I'm like, fucking there you go. You're not proving anything then. Yeah, right. Like, I know when chicken's off. Yeah, are you expecting that bite of, you know, golden, delicious crumb schnitzel? And if what you're tasting's festy, weird chicken. Yeah. Anyway, I've never been back since. Yeah, blacklist the shit out of that place. Yep. That's that's the the risk they're taking, really. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. You were you were. I mean, like an RSL bistro. If they're not even getting the schnitzel right, God knows what else is going on. Oh, look, we've been there a few times and the food was all right. Mm. It was usually you know what you're kind of getting, and it was. Not too bad. That time they fucked it, and I was like, no, I'm not going back yeah. there, no. Um, so I think your other baseline dish, say it's um, like your Chinese restaurant, you might do a satay chicken, is a bit of a... Well, see, I've never had that. In middle of the road. Usually a Chinese restaurant. Like, I always go like, maybe you say, and I'm not very experimental, like most places I'll go something with Peking sauce or, you know, some duck. Yeah, but what you're saying is you're ordering the same thing no, no, no. Restaurants. no, no, I don't always order the same thing. Yeah, well, that's your baseline dish. It's different for everyone. Um, for, for pasta, you might just go straight up. You know, bolognese is... Yeah, fettuccine boschiola is my favourite. It's like every every place that does pizza does like a meat lovers, right? Yeah. Oh, no. I went somewhere the other day. They didn't do meat lovers. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, nothing else tempted you? Disappointing. No, I ended up getting pasta. Fair enough. There was a lot of weird fucking things with eggplant and shit on there. I was like, I don't want none of that crap on a fucking pizza. Meat Lovers is a pretty fucking average pizza, man. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's brilliant, but I just, you know. They didn't even do like a fucking margarita pizza or something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's not even like they're doing traditional stuff. It's It was all weird shit. Well, enlighten us. What counts as a weird shit on a pizza for you? Well, eggplant, for starters. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Any, any uh, Just not your standard baseline. Like a pe- You couldn't even get a pepperoni pizza. Pepperoni, margarita, there's a sort of, even oh. if they don't do a meat lovers, you should be able to do, like, that's traditional pizza. They didn't even do traditional, a fucking... Traditional to who? Fucking Pizza Hut? To New York. I don't fucking know. <laughs> they didn't even do a fucking Hawaiian, which I don't like anyway. Yeah, but again, it's fairly standard. Anyway, whatever. Because that's the kind of pizza a child would order. I don't get the whole fucking putting fruit on a pizza. It's a bit bizarre. Yeah, polarizing issue, the old pineapple on the pizza. Yeah, it's a 50-50, that one. Some people like it. 
Some people don't. Yeah. What about mushrooms on a pizza? Yeah, it's fine, man. Yeah. I, like, I like a good mushroom. I had mushrooms tonight. Yeah. Fucking delicious. So apparently the the, the <laughs> I'm giving fucking cooking tips now. <laughs> apparently the way to put mushrooms on a pizza is you put them under the cheese because they dry out if you put them on top. Everything goes under the cheese. What the fuck are you no, talking no, about? No, 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 no. I actually did a bit because we were making pizzas the other night, and I was like, "I'm going to look up the best way to make a pizza." Yep. And if you pepperoni and meats like that, you put them on top of the cheese so that they cook properly, and the oils come out, and it gives you the proper flavour of the of the pepperoni. If you put them under, they don't cook properly. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, so mushrooms and anything that's got a lot of water in it, like mushrooms or whatever, you put it under the cheese so okay. the cheese protects it. That's the hot tip. Yeah. Anyway, you're right out there making pizzas. We've run out of pizza sauce. The second pizza sauce. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it turned out fucking really good. I made <laughs> I made some pizza sauce out of tomato ketchup, garlic, and Worcester sauce. It was the bomb. I'd eat that. Sounds alright. Yeah. Anyway. I know, I know you're a man of your convictions, Dave, and have strong moral compass and uh, firm ethical beliefs. Right. He, he, here's one for you. And and unlike your time traveling murder Hitler baby, <laughs> this is something that actually happened happened in the real world. You order yourself a brand new eighty nine inch television. Uh, how how big? Eighty nine inch. Do they make one that size? That's a weird size. But all right, okay, yeah. You've ordered this online, and around comes delivery guy, drops off your brand new telly. Sweet. Tomorrow, another dude turns up, another eighty nine inch TV. <laughs> Someone's fucked up and they've delivered a second TV to you. Now, would it would it be wrong, would it be unethical then to sell that TV, the second one, to your mate for like half price <laughs> and pretend like that shit didn't happen? No. What would you do? What if Okay, if, 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 if it was me and I've been down this path actually with something It happens, so, man. Yeah. So we 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 got a delivery of something from the UK. Yep. And then another delivery, exactly the same thing from the UK. So it's come a long way. Yeah, yeah. And it had the dude's name on it, but it had our address on it. Uh, so the sender's kind of mixed up the address. Yeah. Okay. But it was ex- identical to the first, like the, actually what we ordered. Yep. So we ended up with two of them. So what did you do? Well, I did a bit of stalking and I found this bloke's phone number and I rang him and I said, look, it's turned up here, blah, blah, blah. If you want it, that's no dramas. I've got like... But All I'm right. not paying the postage. But you didn't involve the original seller. Dude, I, I wouldn't have been able to get any sense of anybody from where I was getting it from. Okay. Yeah, so right. I was like, you know, if you want to organize postage or whatever. So he contacted them and I think they just sent him a new, new shirt. Yep. And then he got back in contact. He's like, nah, keep it. I've got one coming. Yeah, right. So I'm sure he would have appreciated that you Yeah, like contact. he said thanks and all the rest of it. So I gave it to Hadrian because it wasn't my size. Right, but like, he, he was satisfied because like, he ended up getting one. It wasn't something cheap either. It was like a fucking $150 shirt. Sure. Um, so, but obviously somewhere down the line, that's going to come up short and someone's stock take or whatever happens. So someone misses out on that, the value of that thing. Yeah. So it's... But I've done my... But I've done... As, as that's, you've made an effort, yeah. Yeah, and that's... that's that's If I if I make an effort and it starts getting too hard, fuck it, no problem. All right, so delivery man's there with the second TV. I guess the big problem is I would have to think surely somebody's going to figure out they fucked this up. Like it's a, it's a big ticket item. 
It sounds expensive. I, so I, I don't think I would just go, yeah, let's fucking sell it on Gumtree or whatever. Yeah. I think I would make a small, not small, I would make an effort to try and return it. But if people are, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Like, no, 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 no. You fuck this up. You sort this shit out. I'm just ringing you to let you know it's here. If you want it back. But why, why even accept the delivery? Like you could just knock yeah. it back, right? I guess that's, yeah, well, I could. So I mean, you got to take it back. Yeah. And then then contact them. I wouldn't contact them at that point. I'd just send it back. Yeah. Well, you could say, well, this has just happened. The Anyway. Yeah. Let, let's alter the scenario slightly. It wasn't you getting the TV. It was me. Right. I got the second TV. Now I'm offering it to you half price. And you know you know exactly what's happened, what the deal is. I don't think I'd buy it for two, two reasons. The first reason would be because it's not moral thing. It would just be because, well, if I can't prove that I bought this legitimately, there's no warranty on this shit and I'm spending a You're stone. worried about the warranty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Um, and secondly- Weird. Weird thing to say. <laughs> well, it's something you've got to consider on something, you know, even half price, it's still got a lot of money. You've probably got to... Yeah. That's like when you buy something used, usually it's about half price and- But then no I'll be honest with it. you, if it was my mate and I just got a free TV, I'd be like- Dude, just sort me out with some beers. I wouldn't even fucking sell it to you. Okay, so say I'm going to just give you that TV. Oh, well, then if you give it to me, I'm fucking taking it. No hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> even though you know that it's... <sighs> I'd still be like... Uh... I'd, I'd ask you, if you tried to set, get it back to them, and if they've like, been a pain in the dick, then it's their problem. Fuck them. Look, if you're doing them a favour by going, mate, like I've, you've just <laughs> sent me out this fucking 10 grand television... Can you come and get it? Because it's not supposed to be here. And they're like, oh, well, you need to fill this out. I'll be like, no, fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm not sorting your fuck up for you. Come and get the fucking TV or I'm fucking selling it. Yeah. I'd fucking say that to him. <laughs> like, don't make my life hard because you fucked up. Yeah. I think that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, you can only expect your generosity to go so far. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. I think the scale matters as well. So for me, like if a cashier gives me the wrong change, I'll like, sort it out with them you know over the matter of a few bucks yeah I'm I'm a bit strong moral like that Catherine got some shit in the shop in the other day and she goes oh we didn't fucking pay for this she oh, must have put it through didn't get scanned or something and I'm like let's go back and pay for it yeah. it was like fucking three dollars worth of stuff yeah. and it just didn't sit well with me I was like fucking something's gonna come back and bite me in the ass for sure yeah but I mean we were just talking about the TV and you're like yeah I'd, I'd take the free TV <laughs> it's not that I'd take it I'd bet, like, okay, in that scenario with the shopping, I've had it where I've gone, ah, oh, fucking, I forgot to pay for this. I just realised it was in the bag. Mm. I'll come back and pay for it. And some places will just be like, nah, fucking keep it. Don't worry about it. Yep. No worries. I've made my effort. Definitely. The same with the TV. I've made the effort. If they want to make life difficult, nah, it's not my problem anymore. I like the nuance of that, Dave. I think that's a pretty good answer. If they're not prepared to take ownership over the mistake then, yeah, they can only expect so much effort from you to straighten yeah. it out. Yeah. But uh, chatting and chatting about this, got onto the topic of um, as a woman a couple of years ago who was able to get millions and millions of dollars into her bank account. I think we looked at the details and it was something like she'd been given an unlimited overdraft. So she's literally bought herself like $3 million worth just shit I've heard of people doing this before like dudes that are just like fucking landscape gardeners and next thing you know they're driving around in fucking Ferraris and shit because they've just 
Yeah, there's like a... money's just turned up in their account. They're like, fuck it, spend it before anybody notices right. it. <laughs> and there's no way that these, you know, you can do that and honestly say, oh, I thought it was my money or whatever, you know. <laughs> you know it's not right. Yeah, well, you know these people yours. usually end up in fucking jail or some shit. Well, we looked into this particular case with this woman. I think it was the ANZ Bank. And it went to court. They were going to charge her with fraud. In the end, it all just got tossed. Yeah. She, she didn't get done for it, but the bank only recovered not much money. I've had a similar situation when I was young, younger. I was an apprentice mechanic, so I wasn't a mm. lot of money. You've gone gone up to the bank, and I'm just like, the fuck's going on here? Like, payday, go up to the bank. Oh, okay, yeah. And they're like, there's double the amount in there. I'm like, fucking <laughs> cha-ching, I'm taking that shit out. So I took the whole lot out. Next week, no pay. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck's going on here? And then and go in the bank, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, you took too much money out last week, rectified it, so your pay's gone in, and now there's zero balance because you've. <laughs> I'm just like, damn it! Now I've got a week. I've got to go a week with no money. <laughs> that that story reminds me of something very similar that happened to me. I actually quit a job, and then started a new job and all that sort of stuff, but I still got paid from the old job. Like they hadn't fixed up the payroll. That's their problem. Well, they did contact me. And they asked, oh, can you please transfer that back? And we didn't end on bad terms or anything like that. But even that felt like a bit of a pain in the ass. Like yeah. you're saying, the, the onus was then on me to sort it out for them. I, I, and, and I did, because in particular, the lady that looked after the payroll was really nice. Yeah. Nice person. And she was like really apologetic about it. But at no point there was I thinking, oh, great, I'll go out and buy some alligator shoes or something. Yeah. I had a situation once where some the somewhere I used to work at overpaid my superannuation, and they figured it out like four months <clears> after <throat> I'd I'd left, and they were like, oh, you know, we overpaid your super and um, need you to need you to get it sent back yeah, to us, right. and it's a bit of a process because it's superannuation. You can't just take the money out your account, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, how's this my problem? <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, it wasn't a lot of money. It was like a hundred bucks or something like that. 200 Fuck. bucks and I'm just like fuck this anyway they'd stiffed me on a bonus that I was supposed to have gotten and I'm <laughs> just like em. fuck you like I just said look yeah, yeah. if you want to you want to do it you go right ahead and I'll sign a permission slip or whatever it is you guys do the legwork and, but they're like no no you need to do it I was like no fuck that I'm not doing yeah, it because they know it's not worth the hassle as soon as they spend more than three hours on it they've, yeah. they've lost money and they were like oh well you got to and blah 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 I said well I'll tell you what I said I'll make sure I get that paperwork done when I get my bonus that I should have gotten <laughs> that you told me I'd be eligible for at the end of the year, but because I'd left, the boss just went, yeah, fuck it, you're not getting it, and kept it for himself. You sort that out, and I'll get your fucking superannuation That's back. a pretty filthy move from their behalf. Yeah. They didn't, they weren't going to pro-rata your bonus? No. Fuck that. Mm, so they can fucking kiss my ass for their superannuation money. Damn straight. Yeah, they, they don't do that shit where I work. They pay that shit out. Yeah. That's, fuck, yeah, fuck them. There's, there's your karma bouncing things out. Yep. I think, just I guess to round off the topic, I had an overpayment back when I was in uni getting the student allowance or whatever it was. Um, they'd put in like a whole half year's worth of pay in one hit, <laughs> bang. And you were like, money, money, money. No, no, absolute opposite. I was like on the phone straight away. I'm like, you dude's got to take this shit back because if anyone's not going to fuck around, it's the federal government, man. Yeah. 
They will fucking come for your balls. They'll come for it all. <laughs> but you know that, yeah. They make you pay interest on that shit now, too, if they fuck it up. Send link. What the fuck? Yeah. That is... That's... I'm pretty sure ba- they do anyway. Basically evil, if that's true. Yeah. Fucked up if true. Man. So we got onto the subject of uh, stalkers over the weekend and I said to you that I have a bit of a stalker story and you said you'd never had the privilege of being stalked before. <laughs> I mean, at some level, you could take it as a compliment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> until you know, and you, you were shocked because you, you, you did. I never cats to- in the oven or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> but you you were shocked because you'd never heard about this. Uh, this no, stalker you, story. Like you've never told me anything about having a stalker. I've got to be a little bit delicate with what I say in on this song. It might be a little bit vague. So your mate had a stalker. No, no, I, I had a stalker. <laughs> so there was someone I knew. Is this the olden days? No, this is in... Well, kind of. It's back in Nara. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, yeah. Effective, effectively the olden days. <laughs> yeah, so back in Nara. Um, had this this uh, girl that was sniffing around me when I was a bit younger. And I wasn't in that interested. And I don't know. Why not? She was weird. You, When I tell you who it is, I'm not going to say it on air, but I'll tell you who it is. When I tell you who it is, you'll be like, ah, right, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so somebody I know. I'm pretty sure you'd know her. Or well, know of. Know of, yeah. Anyway, so she, um, she, and I mean, half of it was my fault as well, I guess, because you'd get drunk at the pub and you'd show a little bit of interest or whatever, or you'd be like, uh, you're leading them on? Huh? Uh, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so I think one night I did get, a fair bit wasted and she got wasted and one thing led to another and you know things happened whoa, 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 hang on. but I was pretty clear wait, 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 wait. no 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 I was pretty clear on the fact that I was just like this is you know this is just like a, this is just a one nighter this is not going to go anywhere and she she seemed to be okay with all this oh dude for someone who was keen and you weren't interested okay yeah keep going anyway that's mistake number one <laughs> so we'll keep a tally <laughs> A few weeks go go past, and now I don't even actually know. I'm going to tell, tell. I'm going to backtrack here. I hadn't actually done anything with her at this point. Mm. I just said to her that I might go out with her one night, just for like because I was trying to be friends with her, like trying to be nice, but wasn't showing too much interest. I think at this point. Anyway, I come home from work one night, she's and I was your, still living she's with, in your house. She's in your house. Oh I'm my still, god! I was still living with my parents. Walked in the kitchen, and there she is sitting down having a couple with my mum, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They're, they're browsing through a, a wedding dress catalogue. And mum's like, I didn't know you had a girlfriend. And I'm like, uh, I don't have a girlfriend. What the fuck's going on? How the fuck do you know where I live? What the fuck? So, I don't know how the fuck she found out where I lived. I don't know how she weaned away into my fucking mum's kitchen. It was fucking bizarre. Like, coming home from work, like, what the fuck are you doing here? So what happened then? Well, I was like... You gotta go. You kind of gotta fuck off. This is not cool. Like, you don't do this shit. <laughs> but it was always weird. And now I'm looking at it in hindsight. Everywhere I went, she'd just fucking turn up. Really? Yeah. Like, I'd go to the pub for a sneaky drink on the way in from work. She'd walk in. What? Or I'd go down... And she. it was always... Like, I don't know, if she'd followed me and she'd got this, like, time ago and she goes, I can't go in and, like, straight away. (laughs) 
But it was always seemed to be not not long after I'd gone in there, bang, she'd just rock up. And and how how would that go? She'd just oh, I go pretend on, like it was a happy over. coincidence. Yeah, oh, it's good to see you. Or fancy seeing you here, sort of bullshit. And you'd be like, and I never clicked on until you know a few months ago, probably, or maybe a few years ago now. But I only just clicked on that she fucking was stalking me, man. Because there's no way she would turn up fucking everywhere I've been. It was so fucking bizarre. She's she's like in the car staking out. I think she was. That's extreme. Yeah. So anyway, she had a stalker. Well, hang on. So you went back and corrected yourself that you hadn't really got up, like no interaction at all beyond just chatting. But I think one of these nights that she she just rocked up. Coincidence. You guys took it a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, did things intensify, or is that kind of where you kind of finally put a? I stopped to it all. I think not long after that it stopped. But she then started going out with one of my mates. Oh, yeah. And they moved in together. Oh, how'd that work out? Didn't work out, but you know. Right. And and, and uh, you know And she was as mad as a fucking cut snake. She, so on surface level that looks like it's just a, a way to try and make you jealous or something. Maybe. But everyone was like, dude, you've got to leave her. What'd you say to you So yeah, people were telling this dude that this is you've got to leave her she's a fucking nutcase oh you might have been into it well you never know (laughs) again I've got another story but I'm not saying that one on air I'll tell you afterwards what happened with that secret content yeah I just once I start saying these things it's just going to let out too much light about who it is so anyway there's my stalker story the showing up at the parents place pretending that she's your girlfriend that's wild. But you know where that came from? Like, we were mm. talking about... Um, where did it come up? I think we were talking about uh, uh, Vice Principals, that episode where he's... Oh, the TV show, yeah. Where he's been shot or whatever, and he's still living with his ex-wife and Ray and what have you, and, yeah. and the mad bitch that was working with him, and she just rocked up. Turned up, yeah. And he's like, how the fuck do you know where I live? And she's like, I followed you. Yeah, so... Like, that just reminded me of her, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's that... Um, classic trope of she's she's crazy but a bit hot yeah, so you know he, he sort of doesn't put a complete stop to it and yeah <laughs> things go bad yeah I mean that's where I can relate to to him a little bit because sometimes he's like yeah I like the attention but it's, she's annoying as well yeah yeah that's oh man that's that's wild the just rocking up wherever you were going yeah it was kind of kind of weird so obviously I mean, did she have a job at the time? I'm not I'm sure. I'm just thinking of the logistics here of like the time and effort it would take to even do that. Again, I I think she did, but I can't tell you where she worked because it gives this, that away as well, but I'll tell you that one afterwards. <laughs> she had a good lot of freedom to do whatever so she wanted. Cagey. Yeah. And this is before the days when you could get like your um spy, like GPS tracker shit. Yeah. Like this day and age, like, Oh, stalking would be a piece of piss these days. Less of a challenge, that's for sure. Yeah. Actually, saying that though, just going off on a little bit, when I first met my wife, I'd said to her, I've gone through you, you know, gone through Facebook. Like It was like second, third date, whatever. We'd become Facebook friends and, you know, you go through their Facebook profile. I don't think you're the first person who's done that, Dave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well she got weirded out by it. 
Catherine's like, what the fuck? Like, what you go through all my photos and shit for? And I'm just like, well, you fucking put them up online for everyone to have a look at. That's why. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're fucking stalking me. And you, you know. <laughs> she got a bit weird about it. I'm like, what the fuck, you weirdo? Well, I mean, that's the funny thing. It's like, uh, no, I know what real stalking is. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told Catherine about the stalker either. So maybe I should. Oh, she'll be around here anyway. She'll be checking the bushes out the front here, man. <laughs> and make sure everything's uh, secure. Yeah, no. Well, she won't be up here. I don't know that much. <laughs> I can see how on one level, yeah, flattering. But yeah, you might have been close to death. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't have him, no one can. Uh. <laughs> you know, sometimes that shit ends bad. Maybe. Yeah, well... Didn't happen to me, so that's all good. Great story, man. I like it. Yeah, sorry it was a bit vague, but you know. I understand. We uh, protect the uh, identity of the... I've got to, I've got to say, protect the identity yeah. of a few people on that one, so... <laughs> Very good. There's a few listeners who will know exactly who I'm talking about as well, though. Yeah, I already have a theory. <laughs> I'm interested to hear it after we, we stop the podcast. Yeah, well, I mean... That idea of protecting your identity, the uh, authorities in Hong Kong are challenging that. You got the rioting still continuing. Ugh. They've got trying to stop people from wearing masks. You know they want to have the protesters reveal their faces. But um, the real thing that seems to be making anyone in the world give a shit about it, they're starting to ban dudes from esports who are supporting Hong Kong. What? <laughs> that was a massive story this week. Um, these guys were in a pro tournament playing a, a game made by Blizzard called Hearthstone. Right. This guy, uh, I think he won. I think he won the tournament. And sort of in his post-match interview, he expressed some, you know, pro-Hong Kong protester support. <laughs> right. They cut the feed. Boom. Because here's the thing. Where, where was this at? I don't know where the tournament was, but it was like best players in the world. This guy had won... Thousands of dollars of prize money. Yeah. So the company that owns the software, like makes the game and runs the tournament, took away his prize money, banned him from the game. <laughs> the two dudes who were interviewing him got banned. They've just gone scorched earth on it <laughs> because a massive chunk of their player base based in China. Right. So straight from a loving money perspective they're like this this is gonna look bad we've got to take some action but as you might expect massive massive blowback people are like what the fuck you can't do that yeah so people now are calling for boycotts all the other pro players are like fuck this shit we're not gonna play these games anymore yeah because the esport landscape now is like pretty rich like a lot of different game makers out there different games different popularity so you're not exactly locked in right yeah so like if you guys are going to be like that we're getting the fuck out yeah fair enough another game it's a bit of a dog move you don't take someone's prize money off they've won that was the that was the deal the deal was Dude. you won it wasn't you can't start talking bullshit about something else it's so sketchy and especially for um an issue which you know seems to be you know, it's quite, it's very much centered around the idea of human rights. Yeah. That's I mean, that'd be almost as bad as when those Olympics were on where that dude did the whole black power thing. Yeah. Yeah. As they a, were like, eh, well, I'm going to take your medal off, you know. 
Yeah. Um, that would have been fucking uproar if that happened as well. Those, those blokes are actually in the news uh, a couple of weeks ago. They've uh, eventually just been inducted into the Athletics Hall of Fame. Yeah. So been recognised for that. Now, I've got an issue with that. What do you mean? Well, were they inducted into the Athletics Hall of Fame because of their athletics well, attributes or was it because of their whole black power? It was both. It was both. Well, see, the black power thing should have nothing to do with it. Is athletics? It's not fucking politics or human rights. It's the athletics nah. of fame. But see, this is this is part of the reason why I brought up this topic. Is sports absolutely is political, and what that, what they did <clears throat> shone a light on the injustices in America. Yeah. And oh, I get I get what happened, and I get what it was about, a, a, but it just it sh- I don't think they should have got like anybody else that got into the athletics hall of fame. Would probably be there because of the, the fact that they run the fucking run the fastest race ever. That's, or some that's not how Hall of Fames work. It's not just based purely on your performance or your record. That factors into it, but it's also the character of the people as well, Fair enough. and what their legacy means to that particular sport. But the big one that comes up for sports and politics was the uh, boycotts against apartheid South Africa. Yeah, that was a massive part of what changed perception not just in the world but eventually in their own country about <clears throat> those racially segregated politics it um I, th- I think one of the first um boycotts that actually happened was during the early 70s the australian cricket board said fuck this shit we're not going to tour here if you if you are not selecting your team on you know a non-racially segregated basis yeah it was actually don bradman himself who was he went over there talked to the the prime minister and challenged him on it he said you know why why are you racially segregating your your teams and you know they parroted their their bullshit about apartheid don bradman said yeah all right we ain't coming and to this day don bradman's considered one of the influential figures and heroes of you know breaking apartheid down in south africa fair enough so yeah, credit to Australia. Good job, guys. No, but <laughs> my my point is, um, the platform that athletes have absolutely can be used for good. That in that political space, it's just interesting that now it's the twenty first century. It's fucking computer game playing dudes, yeah, who are kind of like the the catalyst for that type of movement to to accelerate. Fair enough. I, I found that fascinating. One of the other big. Um, examples that came up of this almost extended form of censorship that China can exert was um, against one of the coaches in the NBA. The guy who coaches the Rockets had tweeted a pro-Hong Kong democracy message. Yeah. Chinese people flipped the fuck out about it. All of a sudden, the the TV broadcaster over there is like, well, we're not going to show any Rockets games this season. Boom, boom, boom. Like, it just started escalating really quick and all of a sudden you know he's retracted the tweet he's apologizing the nba is like licking boot so bullshit and at the end of the day it's got nothing to do with what's right or you know what these people are fighting for in hong kong it was just purely about how we protect our market how do we protect our income stream from this country yeah and it's pretty grubby man like so so sort of nakedly motivated mm-hmm. that they would backtrack on something like that. So uh, by us talking about this, are we like 
They're just fucking us up for the Chinese market. Well, what are they going to do to us? <laughs> they don't have any leverage on us. Well, they might start fucking up our sauteed chicken, don't we? Especially when we, <laughs> especially when we go to the, to the uh, menu and start messing around with the menu a bit, they'll be like, "Fuck that cunt." More onions. Oh, I know we try and steer away from the the politics side of things too much, but I think anyone who's sort of got a passing understanding of what the the Chinese Communist Party has stood for for the last seventy years would understand the the concerns of people in Hong Kong, like when they reunified in ninety seven. You know, people were saying, you know, how's this going to play out? You know, they've made a lot of promises about letting us remain independent, but how long is that going to last? Mm. And, you know, you can look at the calendar, it's barely been 20 years yeah. and shit's getting real. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> Good luck to them. Nothing I can do about it. Well, maybe we should... There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> well, you can boycott Blizzard games. That's a good start. I don't play video games on online. There you so. go, man. You woke and you didn't even know it. <laughs> I find it disheartening that people lick the boot so quickly and so furiously just to protect See, some cash. If I was that Rockets dude and I firmly believed in what I said, I'd be like, fuck them even harder on the on my Twitters. Fucking A. And... Fair play, Andrew Bogut's come out. He was already pretty maligned by the Chinese. I don't know if you saw him getting booed every time he touched the ball at the World Cup. No, I didn't watch any. Because he, he, he piped up about the um, the swimming cheat. Oh, yeah. He had the sus, I think I heard the that sus drug news. test. Yeah. He tweeted about that. So then when he was in China playing, anytime he touched the ball, the crowd would just like jeering and booing him. And he, he, he's got a pretty thick skin, man. He was, he was loving it. Yeah. But... Yeah, he's like, once again, you know, Chinese, dogmatic, you know, people aren't capable of accepting any form of criticism. Yeah. And, you know, lashing out any way they can. So, I think you're right. If you're going to, if you're going to get into the politics, man, stick stick to your convictions, right? Yeah. Don't just Don't be a fucking in. spineless fuck. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean throughout history things that have been worth worth fighting for worth you know striving for don't often come with zero cost like you gotta sacrifice something right I, I feel like I'm a bit like Kenny fucking Powers how's that well he's always backs his convictions yeah for for better or worse it's usually for worse but <laughs> yeah anyway trying to lighten up the whole conversation there yeah sorry I did take out a bit of a tangent there yep but yeah, the the esports thing was a very interesting angle to it. Oh, I, I still think it's fucking ridiculous that people get paid fucking millions of dollars playing fucking video games. But there you go. I used to feel the same way, but the more I've come to understand it, like the less difference I see between that and athletic sports. Yeah, it, you know, on Ballers, the TV show Ballers. Oh, uh, the Rock Show about. Yeah, well, now they've actually branched off, and there's some people that are into the video game. Well, e-sports. again, the capitalist forces are what drive it. Once these dudes start making serious money, then obviously your sports agents are interested, right? Yeah. And that's basically what's happening is big comps, big money, pro players, merchandise, everything. It's all... Yeah, it's crazy. It's all kicking off. But really, you know, it doesn't... To, to me, in principle, once you really break it down, not that much different from traditional sport no. at all. Not really. And it's not 
and the the top competitors now it's not that stereotypical you know greasy out of shape nerd mm. the guys that are pro they've got strict dietary regimes they're hitting the gym you know it's the same sports science is applied to them to gain a competitive edge yeah like, like any professional sport as soon as there's big stakes big money any edge you can get boom like and even like you you know controlled substances are, are all a part of it now yeah talking about sports man i talking to you earlier on today about the fact that I've got to go and get some some surgery on my arm it's going to put me out of action for a little while you intimating that sports related not necessarily but <laughs> it's going to fuck up my sports for the next few months yeah that's for sure. yeah it's quite an extended recovery period. yeah it's fucking brutal man like for a small tear in a in a um tendon or ligament or whatever the fuck it is it's mm. fucking brutal like so I'm not going to be able to take my arm out of a sling for six weeks um, and then six weeks after that, I'm not be not able to use my arm for anything. It's f- fucking crazy. And then after that, I can start doing some light driving and right. a bit of rehab. But yeah, like fucking crazy. Well, not fucking around, are they? They're they're getting in there and chopping up all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they they drill a few holes in the bone, and um, f- it's it's a bit weird what they do is the so it's torn off the rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. So um, what they do is they drill some holes back in the bone on the shoulder and they stitch, they put the stitches through the tendon and they put it through the hole in the bone that they put there Yep. and they sort of drag the tendon back down onto the bone and, and to get it to reattach. Crazy. And um, yeah, so they're obviously worried about the stitches tearing. Um, yeah. And obviously if you use that muscle, bang, it fucking pops and where you go. Start all over again. Yeah, so they were pretty fucking adamant about, like, even if I need to get in the shower, like, you can let your arm hang down, but when you take it out of the sling, you've literally got to pick your arm up with your other arm. You can't lift it with, like, on its own. Yep. You cannot do any of that, otherwise, it bang, it'll fucking tear. Like, for six weeks, you've got to live like that. And I was like, Damn. fucking Jesus. It's a pain in the ass. Anyway. And what's the sort of prognosis? Like, what sort of recovery can you expect of that? Um, he was pretty adamant that after 12 months, I'll be back to a full 100%, back to which I haven't been 100% for a good couple of years because I've been putting this off mm. for such a long time. So it's going to be a bit weird to have a 100% shoulder. But he, he said it would take 12 months before it's back like that. But yeah. within sort of four to five months, it should have gained strength back and should be able to start using it for, you know, riding my motorbike and whatnot. So... Yeah, it's fairly incredible they can even repair something like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to it, I guess. I guess it's got its positives and its negatives. Yeah, I mean, being a, being basically a vegetable for six weeks is kind of... That's a bit of a... <laughs> got its merits a little bit because you can sit on the couch <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can't help with anything. <laughs> it can be a lazy cunt for six You've weeks. you still got another arm, dude. Yeah, no, but I can't like mow the lawn or anything like that. I can't fucking lift anything. <laughs> it's fucking amputees out there going, buck up, son. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> I, I know, but you know what I mean. It's, it, but in, at the end of the day, they've been, they were pretty fucking like, you, you need to be like, oh, nine times out of 10, I've come out of surgery and I'm like, you've got to take painkillers. You've got to keep the painkillers up. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And I fucking left it. I've never taken the painkillers. I've just oh. manned up on it. Oh, God. Because I, I'm not one for... But they were like, you have to fucking take the painkillers because the problem is you'll tense up and you'll fucking tear it again. 
But hey, why wouldn't you want to take the painkiller? Because I'm a man. Huh. No, no. Look, it's not that. It's just that I don't like taking really strong painkillers because they, you don't feel they make me feel a bit. Oh yeah, that's not, not good and side effects. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I've always had this underlying fear that I get addicted to them or some shit, and the next thing you know, I'm fucking junkie. Okay. So I just like, and I've not got an addictive personality, but I just like, yeah, it's not worth the risk. I can live with the pain. The pain's not, it's not to the point where it's like completely destroying my life. So yeah, I can put up enough. with it. Fair so, enough. Unless something's like really fucking, fucking with me big time, I don't, I don't bother with painkillers. I'm not a doctor, but I assume you'd have to be munching a lot of pills to get hooked on it, wouldn't you? Don't know. I mean, a lot of people that have had chronic pain get addicted to painkillers. Well, fucking chronic pain is kind of a different story. But I've had chronic... This is the thing. They class what I've had with my shoulder as chronic pain because it's been for two years and I've not taken shit for it. Like, every now and again, I might take an anti-inflammatory. Don't know why I bothered because it wouldn't have fucking sorted that out anyway. But... Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the other thing with my arm, that, that tear that I told you about on my left arm, turns out they call it tennis elbow. Um, and it fixes itself. So, happy days. So I won't have to have both my arms done at the same time. But Dave, you don't play tennis. I know it's weird. I shouldn't. I should have told him that. Should it be wanking elbow instead, maybe? Well, no, because that's my left hand. I'm right-handed. But this is the whole thing. You I'm never, getting my, getting you my right switch. shoulder done. Twelve weeks. You don't switch it up. Can't rub one out for twelve weeks, dude. That's probably one of the few things I am ambidextrous at. No, I'm not. I'm not very good at all. Because I've got no... <laughs> I've got no, like... I wish we were... Rec- like, three pumps in and I'm just like, ah, fuck it. This I wish we were recording good. this. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an unco effort. Yeah, well, I'm no good with my left hand. I can't do anything with my left hand, really. I'm very shit with my uh, left hand. Like the wise Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park... Life finds a way. Well, I'm hoping over the 12 weeks, like the strength builds back up my left hand so I can become a little bit more ambidextrous. Could be a life changer. But I I mean, I do class myself as ambidextrous anyway because I can write fuck all with both hands. Gonna, yeah. Going to give that one. That, 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 was, that was a joke from Lee Evans. Uh, I'll pay it. I'll pay it. Well... All the best for your imminent surgery. It's yeah. not, not going to interrupt you. Actually, it's on, it's on a Friday that I'm getting the surgery. So, oh, that's going to be the bomb. We should still record the podcast that night and I'll be all fucked up on drugs and shit. Oh, what, after you come out of Yeah, let's surgery. do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I want to do it. Oh. It's going to be hilarious. I'll be monged out to this. Because <laughs> 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 I'm having general anesthetic and everything. I'll be off my chops. It'll be fucking so funny. All right. Well, given that we're sort of talking a little bit about housekeeping... Um, oh yeah, you fucked up the dates with Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to bring that up? <laughs> Listeners might be wondering why they can't hear the the clinking of steins in the Wait background. We're drinking cans though, <laughs> or the uh, the chomping of the, the the pork cutlet. I completely fucked up the dates. Uh, Oktoberfest is next Friday. To the point where he's like, "Oh no, we're not going now. Can't go." And I'm just like, "Oh, all right, whatever." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is going to clash with my baseball presentation." This is game over. <laughs> and yeah, luckily I did double check the Oktoberfest dates. And I was like, ah, the next weekend. Yeah. So yeah, any, everyone who's been wondering about that, that's that's next that's, week. That's my, my fault. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your patience and understanding and <laughs> tune in next time for our Oktoberfest special. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that which, brings, which me, be great. brings me to something. We're talking to 
Catherine today. So going to the first game of the Wanderers, I think we brought this up before. So much for wrapping this shit up. Oh, it wasn't anywhere close to wrapping it up. What are you talking about? Anyway, just quickly, it just shows my generosity. That's all. I'm just we already got... talked about the A League. What the fuck? No, well, they're giving away thirty prizes at the game. I've, you know, got one in 40,000 chance of winning. Like lucky door prize style. Yeah, one of them is a trip for two to Germany. Yep. So I'm, I'm hoping it's like an Oktoberfest trip to for two to Germany. It's not soccer related? Well, even if it is, you know, the still, still get or something. drunk on fucking German beer. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you'd make do, I'm sure. So I had to go in and say to Catherine, what happens if I win the two trip for two to Germany? Like, mm. it's a trip for two, so you can't, like one of us can't go because... Why? Babies, baby. babies fly for free. No, no, no. Trip for two. It doesn't say a trip for two plus a baby. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd be able to... Shut the fuck up, Al. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You bad human. No, no, no. I'd love... I'd love for Catherine... baby. I'd love for Catherine to come, but it's probably not realistic that we'd be able to you're really already, enjoy it. You're already plotting for her not to come and yeah, you yeah. haven't even won the prize yet. Yeah, anyway. So she's. I'm like, what would you like me to do? If we... <laughs> if she, just like... Sort of get this in now. She's like, "Well, oh, you could just invite someone else." And I'm just like, "Ow, you better get your fucking passport sorted out." <laughs> yeah, that shit is allowed. But you can get your passport done in one day. So if we, I do win the trip, Al, we're going straight to Canberra to get your fucking passport sorted out. Right, and then leave for Germany the next day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so keen to get a a bratwurst into him. Love it. Well, uh, sounds like Oktoberfest next week will be right up your alley then. Oh, oh, do you know what? If we get, if it was flights with like Lufthansa or somewhere like that, I'd be dirty if I didn't get like an option for the food was like a pork knuckle or a, <laughs> a sausage on the fucking yeah. airplane. <laughs> they ain't going to serve no pork knuckle or sausage in a plane, man. You'll have eight hours of spicy farts all the way to Dusseldorf. <laughs> no one wants that, man. <laughs> Trapped in that tube full of Stinking guffs. Oh, it's filtered. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sauerkraut guffs everywhere. Anyway, sorry. So you're keen to wrap this up then by the sounds of it? Yeah, people have suffered enough. <laughs> Alright, so next week, Oktoberfest. Prost. That's what? cheers in German. Oh, is it? I thought you said Prost, like Alan Prost. The professor. Alain, Alain, whatever his fuck, who gives a fuck? End this rambling nonsense. Bye.